You're listening to the Save the Date podcast, where we talk all things weddings, jewellery and romance. With love from Cullen Jewellery. Hello and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. I'm Sheridan. And I'm Juliet. And we are so happy you're here. It is officially time to talk honeymoons. And I'm super excited about this because let's be honest, who doesn't love a good holiday? But planning a wedding and a holiday in itself is super stressful, let alone when you're also trying to plan a wedding and trying to do both side by side. So we have, I guess, a few tips to try and help you through that process to make it a little bit easier and yeah, just a bit less stressful throughout the whole process. So sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. Let's get straight into it. So this might come as a little bit of a surprise, but I would start thinking about your honeymoon when you very first start planning your wedding. Because when you look at your wedding budget and what you're going to budget towards your wedding, you want to consider how much of that you'll be putting towards your honeymoon or if you're going to have a completely separate budget for your honeymoon, especially if you have, say, a lot of people have their family members contributing to their wedding. Are they going to also be contributing to the honeymoon or is that just going to be purely you and your partner? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people go on overseas trips as well. So it would actually be a significant amount of money to put aside for your honeymoon. Uh, Potentially you could even factor in, um, if you're not going to go on your honeymoon straight away, you could factor in the fact that you will probably get a good sum of money as gifts for your wedding. So then that maybe become can become your honeymoon fund. Um, I suppose though with that, you don't really know how much you're going to end up with. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be like a little bit touch and go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's yeah. something to keep in mind. It's definitely something to consider because I've seen a lot of weddings that have like a wishing well specifically as a honeymoon fund. Mm. So they know that all of the money and your guests kind of know when they're giving you money for your wedding that that's where it's going to go towards to your honeymoon. Yeah, which is really sweet. I like that idea. Yeah, me too. I um I think about that a lot with like wishing wells, just in general for your wedding. I think it's nice for your guests to kind of know where it's going. I think more information is better than less mm. when it comes to that kind of thing. Even um I've seen people do like a wishing well for renovations to their house yeah. and they had a website, this particular couple that was like um, towards the kitchen, towards the honeymoon. You could kind of pick where you wanted your specific money to go. That's cute. Which I think is really nice. And if you were doing something like that, you could also have a honeymoon fund Mm. too. And I feel like that also kind of just makes the gift a little bit more personal on the giver's end because I know there's nothing like giving a – an actual gift to someone. Like sometimes it is really nice instead of just canning over cash. (laughs) It's like nice to give a physical gift. Whereas I feel like if the couple kind of identifies that like, oh no, this is going towards the honeymoon or this is going towards something in our house. It kind of, um, yeah, makes it more physical, even though it's just a cash gift, (laughs) which I think is really, yeah, I don't know. It just makes it a yeah. little It makes nicer. it a little bit less like, you know, when you would get money from like your grandma or yeah. something or an auntie yeah. and your birthday, you'd open the card and have to pretend the money's not there. <laughs> it's a bit more like, oh, like, great. Now I have money to go towards my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And then something else that you kind of want to think about at this stage as well is what are your non-negotiables? And that will kind of come into both your wedding and your honeymoon. So say you have a combined budget of whatever amount it is, it'll be different for everybody. Um, But you'll have your non-negotiables for your wedding. So say, I don't know, one of your non-negotiables is a videographer 
And then you'll also have your non-negotiables for your honeymoon and whether that's, you know, making sure you're staying at an all-inclusive resort if that's the kind of honeymoon that you're wanting. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, that's going to be a really good place to start with determining your budget for the honeymoon as well. Like, yeah, going back to like things that you absolutely want for your honeymoon and that'll start to give you a rough idea of how much money you'll need from the start, which is a really good idea um, because, yeah, there's obviously going to be a pretty big difference if you stay more local, if you're going overseas, if you're going to go straight away, if you're going to wait a couple <laughs> months, um, all those things kind of come into play. Yeah. So, yeah, starting off really early and, yeah, determining your non-negotiables, your budget, all that from the start is going to be handy. Yeah, perfect. And I guess that kind of leads us into our next point, which is to actually decide with your partner what kind of honeymoon that you want because – Obviously, everyone likes different holidays. Do you want your honeymoon to literally be laying on the beach at an all-inclusive resort, drinking cocktails and (laughs) not doing much else? Or are you wanting a honeymoon that's kind of backpacking around Europe or doing a road trip around your home country or literally, yeah, just going on a little staycation close to home for a few nights? Mm. Yeah, it's nice to be also on the same page as your partner from, again, yeah, that very early stages because... Yeah, it's kind of, it's that first part of your married life that it's kind of christening you into your married (laughs) life if you are choosing to go straight away. But even in general, I feel like your honeymoon is like that first big trip or that first, I don't know, I feel like it just makes you feel like (laughs) this is like (laughs) we're married now. It does, yeah. It's like that little um, time away from reality yes where you kind of get to soak in yes being married and whether that's like yeah right after the wedding or if you wait a little bit of time um but yeah it's definitely like you're still in your little honeymoon (laughs) official honeymoon phase (laughs) that's not like the first three months of dating (laughs) yes for sure um so yeah thinking about what kind of honeymoon that you want is really important in this planning process because Say you're wanting like a Euro summer for your honeymoon, but your wedding is in Australian summer. They're opposite. <laughs> yes, you're going to have to wait. So six you're going to have to wait six months before you can actually go on your Euro summer. And is that something that's really important to you um, to have your honeymoon and your wedding really close together? Because, yeah, some people really value that. They want to be able to go straight away. Mm. And I think as well, if you are going to have that little bit of time in between your wedding and your honeymoon try and just do like a couple of nights away straight after the wedding whether it's like staying you know at your venue if your venue has accommodation or staying close to your venue just so that you do have that time after the wedding just to soak up you know that the planning process is over and (laughs) I agree and even just to like relax after because I feel like maybe the lead up to your wedding could be a little bit stressful and there's a lot going on with the planning and making sure everything is how you want it. Um, So, yeah, it is really nice to kind of just have those couple days again where you're just in your own little bubble of you and your new husband or wife and it's just the two of you that you don't need to, you know, think about anything else. And then, yeah, if you wanted to go on your major honeymoon later on yeah it's really nice I think something at least for me this would have been really a good plan is if you do plan to kind of go somewhere later and I guess take the honeymoon planning outside of 
your wedding completely, try and book something (laughs) because the last thing you want is to kind of, it gets to three months later and you're kind of over it. Yeah. The honeymoon isn't as important anymore and you end up not doing anything. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's kind of like where me and my husband are at now. We went on a little staycay for a few nights straight after the wedding, which was perfect. Like it was the perfect little mini moon, I like to call it, Mm. um, where, yeah, we just got to soak up being married but we had definitely planned <laughs> <laughs> to later in the year go and do something, On, yeah, you know, honeymoon. a little bit, yeah, more proper. Um, and it just never, <laughs> never really happened. <laughs> never came around. Yeah. Because, well, you know, yeah. life just gets in the way. Yes. And I was even going to say like um, taking time off work and planning that ahead of time is also something to think about. Like, um, yeah, whether you're going on a four or five week trip overseas or if you're doing something more local, whatever it may be, if you know you're going to need that time off, that's also something you want to, um, yeah, plan ahead for because, you know, you obviously need to usually with honeymoons or a lot of the time we see them, you know, be uh, slightly longer than the average holiday because <laughs> people just really want to take advantage and it's almost like the trip of the lifetime, like this is the time to go all out where, um, yeah, they are away for a slightly longer than normal. I know a lot of um, companies put a limit on like four weeks is like the normal or like I know where my sister works, usually they don't let people go for more than four weeks oh, at a time yeah. even if they've got enough annual leave Yeah, um, just because they don't want people out of the office for that long. But they do make exceptions for thing, important holidays like your honeymoon and stuff so um yeah if you're wanting to do more like five to six or even more it's probably something you want to be letting your employer know (laughs) as soon as possible (laughs) yeah definitely and especially if like I know a lot of people will take leave leading up to the wedding as well Mm -hmm. so if you're wanting to have yeah like a five week full-on holiday for your honeymoon and take off two weeks before the wedding so that you can you know de-stress and not be thinking about work at that time as well then yeah kind of making sure your employer knows. <laughs> Plenty of notice. Is very, very important, yeah. <laughs> um, now, I am curious, what is your dream honeymoon? Ooh. Oh, definitely. It has to be Europe, Yeah, I think. Um, and just going through all those, like, cutesy little, like, French towns and Italian, <laughs> like, off the beaten track, <laughs> all of that. Definitely, like, sun. I just yeah. want to sit in the sun, cocktails, Europe, I think that's probably yeah. Love, I yeah. Hot weather for me, all every time. Yeah, I think, like yeah. The snow holidays and the cold holidays, I think, are cool. I'd love to do that at some point, but not for the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> not the time. <laughs> I want to lay in the sun all day. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I'm I'm the same. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm torn because part of me would want to do like a Maldives. Oh yeah, like stay in one of those um, little cabin things over the water and just literally yeah all-inclusive resort like not really have to do anything but I know that myself and my husband would get bored (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah (laughs) we are not that great well I'm okay at like Mm. staying still and like not really doing anything reading my book in the sun but he has to be kind of go go doing something (laughs) (laughs) which maybe in that case you could do like one week of yeah. that at maybe at the very end of the holiday and then spend the rest traveling around. Yeah. 
sightseeing or whatnot. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely hard. That was our plan when we yeah. were, were saying we were going to plan a honeymoon was mm. do like a week somewhere just relaxing and then a week somewhere kind of where we could, I guess, do more adventuring mm moving around, going on hikes and things like that. And like I said, it just didn't get planned. It's never too late. It is never too late. First anniversary. Um, I was just going to say, our first anniversary is coming up. So. so something else that I would recommend with your honeymoon, even if you are going straight after the wedding, I would recommend having like a day or two after the actual wedding before you leave. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because... Can you? I can't think of anything worse than having to pack for a honeymoon while also having to pack everything for the wedding. Like there's so many things that you don't want to forget on your wedding day. Can you imagine if you then also forgot your passport when you're about to head yeah. off, off on like a Euro summer? Yeah. Even in general, thing. I feel like it's just a bit too rushed and yeah. you'll feel a, it'll make you stressed out just having to like, yeah, tie things up with the wedding stuff and then go straight to the airport or something like that. And it just, I feel like it gives you some wiggle room with like, God forbid something goes slightly wrong after the wedding with one of your vendors that, I don't know, maybe something goes broken and you have to just stick around to like deal with that. Or, you know, something along those lines where mm-hmm. it's like, you, at least you're not leaving straight away. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to like, yeah, a, at least a day or two to just, yeah. you're still around if anything needs your attention straight after the wedding, it's like you're still here. <laughs> yeah. Just like in general, being able to go home, pack all of your things, wash the things that you've worn for the past few days if you're wanting to take them for the wedding. And also like we were talking about it being the first time that you're like together and married spending like those first few hours on a plane <laughs> or like on a long car ride is yeah. like maybe just not the best thing. So if you can have a couple of days right after the wedding where you just like relax, take in the moment and then mm. jet off on your beautiful honeymoon, I think that just would make everything so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're hungover. <laughs> no one wants to be yeah, on a true. plane. <laughs> after the wedding. <laughs> And then the last thing to consider is um, like peak season traveling and school holidays because if you're going somewhere, I mean, I know for us in Australia, um, like Queensland and the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast are quite popular holiday destinations Um, and they're also very busy when it's school holidays. Yeah. So if your wedding is kind of coming up on a school holiday kind of, and you're not wanting to spend your honeymoon with a whole bunch of school kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just something else to consider. Um, and also those holidays make things more expensive. Yes, um, those times of year. Yeah. yeah, pricing goes up for flights, for accommodation, everything. And plus, yeah, everywhere will just be that little bit busier that if you're trying to get in somewhere, you might have to wait longer or make extra bookings for restaurants and things like that. On that same note as well, because you mentioned Queensland (laughs) (laughs) or even like somewhere like Byron Bay. um, Also remember there's schoolies at the end of November, December. (laughs) And another week you don't want to be traveling if your wedding's at the end of the year. I think Um, And anyone, if like you're international and you want to come to Australia during that, like I think it's what the last week of November First week of December? I think so, yeah. It's around that time. Don't go to Queensland. No. (laughs) Because all the year 12s who are finishing high school, that is their party week 
and you will be bombarded with just a bunch of 18-year-olds <laughs> drinking, partying. So, And Queensland is like a hotspot for that. Yeah, Queensland <laughs> is like the biggest hotspot for schoolies. Yes. So, so little tip. There we go. <laughs> I not Don't even forget considered that. that. So, yeah, that's <laughs> very good. I've literally point. heard people like accidentally do that and they're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> got caught up caught up in all the schoolies oh my goodness yeah that's definitely not ideal (laughs) okay this next tip is to start booking things or at least looking at booking things around 12 months out from your honeymoon it might seem like a really long time and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to actually book something in 12 months out but keep an eye out because from that time then you see sales things are generally cheaper Mm. when you book them further out than if you're trying to book something in you know for a flight that's a month away um so yeah definitely start looking early yeah I agree um again like you said prices will be a lot cheaper for you but even something like if you're wanting to splurge on like a honeymoon suite at a hotel usually there's only one or two available compared to all the other regular rooms so if that's something that's important to you again that's may book up really quickly so first in best dress if you really want something special or the yeah the room you're staying in to be special also a good idea to yeah do it as early as possible yeah very smart and also having everything booked in early whether it's yeah 12 months or six months it kind of saves you from being a month out from the wedding and realizing you still have all of this honeymoon stuff to book in. Like I said, it just kind of adds on top of all of the wedding stress. So if you can kind of get as much of the honeymoon things out of the way really early, it's just going to alleviate that stress so Mm. much. And even if it comes to like you have restaurants that you really want to go to um, in the destination that you're going on your honeymoon, you can always book those in a couple of months in advance, especially if they're like a popular Mm. TikTok restaurant or something that you've seen that you really want to go to, they can book out really far in advance too or otherwise you're left with like a massive line that goes Mm. 100 metres around the corner. Um, So, yeah, it just kind of saves you from being in the last month of wedding planning and trying to get those last-minute things booked in. And it also gives you a bit of flexibility as well in the sense that you can kind of decide throughout those 12 months exactly what you want to be doing while you're on that honeymoon and book things in slowly if it's you know Mm. say you're going to Africa and you want to go on a safari tour um, but you're not sure which one you can kind of do that investigating and planning on which one is going to be the best and um, yeah just kind of have those things that you're looking at but you don't have to kind of book them in so far Mm. out but at least you kind of know what's coming. Yeah and don't be afraid as well to even get some help from a travel agent for something like this, um, you know, even if you wouldn't normally do that, I mean, my myself, I wouldn't normally go through a travel agent to book my holidays. I'm quite <laughs> happy to do it myself. But like for something like that where, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts with the wedding and everything else going on, um, it's, yeah, a really it's a good idea to get some extra help from a travel agent if you don't have the time to be doing that research yourself you know, if you're still full-time working as well as planning wedding stuff. Um, yeah, it's like take the pressure off as much as possible. Also having a travel agent, it just means that everything is literally just in one place for you. You don't even have to think about kind of compiling all of your things from your accommodation to your flights to all of your, 
I guess, travel. Um, it literally comes nicely packed in <laughs> mm. one little folder for you that that's all you need to take with you. You don't have to worry about printing anything yourself or having everything in 20 different emails. Um, so yeah, definitely will alleviate the stress when you're planning a wedding if you've got that. I don't help. think it costs extra, does it, to have a travel agent? I don't think so. I don't believe so. I think they get commission from like yeah, they get like a percentage places. commission yeah. from your flights and your accommodation and everything. But I'm pretty sure, like if you were to book through like a lot of those companies anyway, it's just part of the commission that the company would get that the travel agent gets. Yeah. So it's like, why not yeah. take advantage of someone helping you out for free? Yeah, I've used a travel agent both times I went to Europe and it just makes things so much easier because, yeah, they do all of the hard work for you. Mm. You don't have to think about any of it. And like I said, everything's just in one place. So you just keep yeah. your little flight center. <laughs> and that's all you need. <laughs> your flight center pouch and that's literally all you need for the whole time <laughs> you're away. It's great. Stress-free. <laughs> one more thing that I would kind of suggest on this I guess, money saving kind of um, theme is in all of your booking notes, just put that you're going on your honeymoon. Don't expect anything necessarily to come from it. You might get, you know, a bottle of champagne (laughs) on your bed when you get there, but like that doesn't hurt really. And (laughs) (laughs) try and milk those upgrades. (laughs) Try and milk the upgrades. Yeah. Because you never know, like if you put that you're going on your honeymoon and for whatever reason their honeymoon suite is not booked out and it's available, they might upgrade you. Mm. You never know. Yeah. And I'm sure all of us would be absolutely happy. Yes. To take one of those. Take that upgrade. (laughs) (laughs) Even just little like cute things, like even at restaurants. Yeah. They bring out those little like desserts. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little free dessert. Yeah. (laughs) Or even if it's like, oh, here's a glass of champagne like on the house. Yeah. Just like live it up. Live it up. <laughs> <laughs> and if nothing know. happens, oh well, it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. At it least doesn't you try. hurt. They're not gonna like judge you or anything yeah. for, for it. I'm no. sure that they get that all the time. They would get like, it's my birthday or it's our honeymoon or it's our anniversary so often that like mm. it literally doesn't hurt. No. You might just get a little bonus out of it. Yeah. I like that. That's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the main thing I think to remember with your honeymoon is it's essentially just another excuse to celebrate your marriage. So just try and remember that throughout the whole planning process that this is another celebration of your marriage. Try not to put too much stress on it because I think if you're going to, if you're stressing out and trying to make everything perfect throughout the planning process for your honeymoon, it just puts that that much extra pressure on it when you actually get there and it makes it that much harder to enjoy if things do go wrong or if you do put that you're on your honeymoon and they don't give you anything and then you you know if you've put that much pressure on it you might just get disappointed Mm. but it's just not worth it like at the end of the day yeah you're celebrating the fact that you've Mm. just married the love of your life and you're going to have fun with them no matter what yeah and exactly honestly if something does go wrong just take it in your stride. It'll be funny in six months, I yeah. promise. <laughs> It'll be a good story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally. I'm sure by the time you get back from your honeymoon, everyone's asking what happened. You'll have a okay. laugh about anything yeah. that did go wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Always remember, keep in, yeah, make sure you go back to the fact. Always keep in mind that it's just, you know, you're celebrating love. Yeah. And that's an extension of that. Have fun with it. Yeah. 
And then I would just say make lots of memories, take lots of photos and yeah, just have as much fun as you possibly can. Photos, especially if you're using money from your wishing well, everyone will want to see what an amazing honeymoon you went on. So take all the photos and brag all you like. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And then also do as many things outside of your comfort zone as you can. Um, Whether it doesn't have to be like skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) Not on my list. (laughs) But like say you don't like hiking and there's a really nice hike, go on the hike because I'm sure the view will be worth it. Yeah. Um, And you don't want to regret anything coming back from your honeymoon. You don't want to go, oh, I wish that I did that or I wish I did this. Um, You'd rather come back and go, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) But at least we tried. But at least we tried it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And just on, actually, I just had a thought um, with what you said about take lots of photos. It's also a really cute idea because obviously these days most people are taking photos on their phone and you don't really get a chance to look back on those photos that often because you're not really going to sit and scroll through your camera roll (laughs) that often. So um, something like my family does this with just our family holidays, but I've also seen other people do this for a bunch of different occasions and stuff. But they make one of those um, coffee table photo books yes with their photos from that holiday or you know from your honeymoon and it's such a cute idea to yeah come home and create one of those books that you can have easy access to for people to come over to your house (laughs) and they can see the photos from your honeymoon Um, but even just for yourself to have them just really easy accessible yeah just flick through when you're that's a beautiful idea having a cup of tea and also (laughs) like (laughs) as much as like those yeah, coffee table photo books are really beautiful. It doesn't have to be anything like that. Even if you just literally get a cheap, normal mm. photo album book yeah. from the shops and print out all of your photos as normal and then, yeah, just have them in your house on your bookshelf or something like that, you've got those photos that you can easily flick back through because that is definitely something my dad always had. Like we had so many same, same. photo albums and I would all the time, like when I lived with my parents, just go, yeah. oh, I'm like I bored, bored today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flick through some of the photos from when I was five. Yeah. And yeah, we just don't have that anymore. So that's a really great tip for anything in yeah. general, for your wedding too. I don't yeah. have any f- printed photos of my wedding mm. yet. It, yeah. But like, yeah, it, you don't Such go a cute back. Even like my cousin's doing it at the moment with her newborn. Oh, like, yeah. Um, I think for the first year of his life, she's doing one every month. So it's I like one month, two months, three months. Um, and even, yeah, something like that. It's just, it's so cute that she can just easily flick through some of her favourite photos from each moment in time. So yeah. across the board, they're such a good idea. Yeah. And like, you're not going to always have the same phone with all the same photos. Eventually they're going to end up like on a hard drive or I don't know, in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Or if something happens to your phone, that yeah. I, something, I th- this was like quite a few years ago. I lost a bunch of my photos because my phone just died which was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't anything important in the photos. <laughs> it was probably just me going out with friends. But, <laughs> but it would be devastating sad, if yeah. it was your honeymoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, no, you do- definitely don't look back at photos on your phone from that long ago as much as no. you would look at physical photos. So that's, a, yeah, a really great tip. Take lots of photos and print a photo book or a photo album when you get home. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Save the Date podcast. We hope you learned something new. And if you're currently planning your wedding, congratulations, good luck and have fun. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you follow, subscribe and leave us a review wherever it is you're listening. Make sure you come and connect with us on our socials at the Save the Date podcast and our Facebook group, the Save the Date community. We hope you have a wonderful day or night and we will be back with another episode next week. Bye. Bye.